Good morning. It's Monday. It is October the 9th in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's begin today, this week, Monday, before the Lord Jesus Christ, together, praying personally and yet praying corporately. This is a prayer of consecration. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Those are the words of Scripture, Ephesians 5, 14. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is entitled, Damascus Road Experience or Slow-Burning Conversion or dot dot dot. Our text is Acts chapter 9 this week. Today we will read the first nine verses. Hear now the word of the Lord. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. He replied, Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. The Word of the Lord Now, consider this. Finally, we arrive at the proverbial yet literal Damascus Road experience. There's a technical term for such an event, divine intervention. Saul, kingdom enemy number one, possessed by a vitriolic, even demonic anger, 
meets his maker in the form of a forceful light and a piercing voice. Saul legitimately thought he was doing God a favor. He had absolutely no use for Jesus, and his sole ambition was to wipe his followers off the face of the earth. Saul, arrest warrants in hand, turns out to be the one put under arrest. So what are we to make of this Damascus Road phenomenon? On the one hand, we can celebrate it as perhaps the most important moment in church history, just after the resurrection and coming of the Holy Spirit. On the other hand, we must avoid the trap of setting this kind of experience as the norm for Christian conversion. Perhaps somewhere along the way you've been questioned as to the precise moment you became a Christian. It's not a bad question, but having a definite answer is not necessarily necessary. More than a Damascus Road story to speak of our salvation, we need a deeply inward, ever-growing, experiential assurance of the love God has for us in particular. It is good to have a testimony that something happened somewhere in the past, but it is essential to have a growing assurance of something happening in an ongoing way. The dawn of the Damascus Road would later say it this way. The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children, Romans eight fifteen and 16. Salvation is not something about which you convince yourself, nor is it a particular experience of which you try to convince others. We are given assurance of our salvation through the working of the Holy Spirit. Any authentic proof of our salvation to others also comes from the Holy Spirit through the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. Some people cannot remember a time when they did not possess a saving faith in Jesus Christ. Others can tell you the day and time, and there are a thousand varieties of experience between these two scenarios. The critical question is, do you have an inward assurance in your own spirit that you are a son or daughter of God? If not, ask God to give you assurance that you are God's daughter or son through the inner working of the Holy Spirit. And wait for it. He delights to do this. The Prayer of Transformation Lord Jesus, I am your witness. I receive your righteousness and release my sinfulness. I receive your wholeness and release my brokenness. I receive your fullness and release my emptiness.
I receive your peace and release my anxiety. I receive your joy and release my despair. I receive your healing and release my sickness. I receive your love and release my selfishness. Come, Holy Spirit, transform my heart, mind, soul, and strength so that my consecration becomes your demonstration, that our lives become your sanctuary. For the glory of God our Father, Amen. And the question, what's your story? Damascus Road experience? Slow, growing, knowing of Jesus as Savior and Lord? Still tossed to and fro by doubts about your salvation and relationship with Jesus? Journal that out a bit today in your Acts wake-up call journal. And for our hymn today, we're going to sing, He Leadeth Me, O Blessed Thought. That's in our seedbed hymnal. It's page, or not page, it's hymn number 73. Hymn number 73, He Leadeth Me, O Blessed Thought, 7-3. All right, are you finding the page? Let's sing all four verses. He leadeth me, O blessed thought, O words with heavenly comfort fraught, Whate'er I do, where'er I be, Still tis God's hand that leadeth me. He leadeth me, he leadeth me, By his own hand he leadeth me. His faithful follower I would be, for by his hand he leadeth me. Sometimes mid scenes of deepest gloom, sometimes where Eden's bowers bloom, by water still or troubled sea. Still tis God's hand that leadeth me. He leadeth me, he leadeth me, By his own hand he leadeth me. His faithful follower I would be, For by his hand he leadeth me. Lord, I would place my hand in thine, nor ever murmur, nor repine. Content whatever lot I see, since tis my God that leadeth me. He leadeth me, he leadeth me, by his own hand he leadeth me. His faithful follower I would be, for by his hand he leadeth me.
And when my task on earth is done, when by thy grace the victory's won, in death's cold wave I will not flee, since God through Jordan leadeth me. He leadeth me, he leadeth me, by his own hand he leadeth me. His faithful follower I would be, for by his hand he leadeth me. Amen. That's a song of the assurance of the Holy Spirit, isn't it? It's a declaration of faith. It's also a a song of longing and of gratitude. Lord, I would place my hand in thine, nor ever murmur, nor repine, content whatever lot I see, since tis my God that leadeth me. That's something. I mean, even thinking about this text today, it's like Saul is knocked off of his horse. And that piercing question, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I'm Jesus. I am Jesus. (laughs) He is not dead. He is risen. He's still talking. He's still leading. He's running the universe, sustaining all things by his powerful word, Hebrews says. And I love he he gets this direction. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. That's he leadeth me. I'm sure Paul didn't rise up and start singing, he leadeth me. Oh, blessed thought. He was blind. He didn't eat or drink for three days in his blindness. But golly, God is leading us. He's leading you. He's leading me. God has a plan. He's got a plan, and that plan works itself out in billions of little plans in our significant but small lives. And we don't even need to know the plan. We're on a need-to-know basis. As our director of publishing, Andy Miller, often has told us at Seedbed along the way, he's like, guys, we don't, we're on a need-to-know basis. We don't know exactly what we're doing it and why we're doing it all, but we're just needing to be obedient to do it right now, and it will unfold before us. That's the same is true in my life and in your life. Today is the only day we can actually be obedient right now. And so let's walk attuned. Let's walk aware. Let's be listening and looking and watching and waiting. That's the life that is full of joy. No need to be in control because you're being held, you're being guided, you're being led, you're being cared for. 
Are you are you picking up what I'm laying down right now? Because it's Monday. <laughs> this is our work today. Okay, I know some of you are facing hard things, uncertainties. Fear is crouching at the door. But just say, not today, Satan. Not today. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is leading. And I am following. All right, gang. There's your pep talk for Monday. Get your seed. Get your seed. I'll see you out there on the field. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.